I, I, I like the way you've quoted, she's keen to do whatever it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, Incoming. please take your seats. Incoming. The show is about to begin. Podcast. So, welcome one and all. This is the second ever recording of the AI Evolution podcast. You're listening to Dan. I'm your co-host on this exciting journey, and I'm here with my co-host, Liam, the superstar software architect, as we call him for short. I can't wait to get stuck in. Should we do this, Liam? Yeah, let's get straight in there, uh, Dan. <laughs> uh, Dan, I'll just, I'll just check who I've got this week. <laughs> News articles. Um, one interesting thing I found... Uh, was to do with AI YouTubers. So basically, YouTubers essentially generating a persona online on YouTube where they're they're finding that they're struggling to keep up with the pace of generating the con content, and so it almost feels like a treadmill of make the video, publish the video, whatever. And and you can only imagine uh, what that's like. I mean, you look at it now, and everything is just blowing off the chart in terms of expectations, isn't it? Well, well exactly right. When you when you're expected to put out a new video every few days, I mean, the amount of work involved must be huge. And I guess what they're doing at the moment is hiring people to help with editing and things like that. But they're always the key person, so they have to be around for all of their videos. At least that is the drawback of OnlyFans, isn't it? Is that what you found? <laughs> well, I, I automated my OnlyFans quite a while back, so <laughs> I, can, I can just chill out now. Um, yeah, so th this YouTuber, um, Quibble, Quibble Cop, um, basically decided to automate this process and use AI. So getting AI to generate the scripts, generate an AI character, um, check the style of his videos and basically replicate what he's doing. And he created a channel um, called Blue Gaming and... Blue as in blue the colour? B-L-O-O as in the oh, toilet cool. cleaner. <laughs> okay. oh, I was going to say the cool, the cool spelling for blue. <laughs> yeah, the cool, the cool one. That's what the, the kids don't like the original. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so this this channel seems to be running and and doing quite well. Uh, when I checked it out, I mean, you can t the the interesting thing is you can you can see that when you click through all of the thumbnails uh, have Ooh. that sort of consistency about them so you can see this almost like a format that he's found and he's just like copy pasted it but it seems to work and if he's able to get the views why why not i just wonder how much of that like it, like is it built off the back of his um initial fame or could you could you do that with a with a new character and how loyal would p people be to that sort of AI persona? Cause it's, is the connection truly there? I am, um, it's a, it's a, right. an interesting. I'm, uh, I'm not, not excited yet. What do we know? Like, well, so is, 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 does he like, is he himself? Does he do like films 
using AI and then that's his whole entire content is is that no no so he's he's made it so it's totally AI generated like he doesn't need to be part of it anymore um, so what, what's his content about oh so his content his content's basically like making videos about uh grand theft auto 5 like little challenges that he does the formats are always like oh i'm gonna take this character and see if i can do these challenges and i think that's probably why it's been so um, so he puts himself in like games or stuff like that the character the characters in games yeah so he he's essentially generated his own uh avatar gotcha so now essentially like anybody could be controlling that i guess so but the world's then, his playground the, the world's definitely his playground but it, it just means that he no longer needs to be part of his business it can almost scale by itself because you've got the the a writer that writes the script so i guess he synthesizes his own voice things like that i'm not sure whether he i'm imagining he has to play the game like yeah he must have to play the game because he would wouldn't be the AI is not smart enough to do the challenges in the game, um, but it, well, I, it, it I can't reduce even get it my down. head around this. It's, and, and so this this guy's got um, like a following. He's popular online. Yeah, so um, there was a lot of people subscribed to his channel. It was, it was I think it was seven hundred and seventy seven thousand. Um, and when I was looking, the the videos themselves are having like between twenty and forty thousand views per video. Um, and if he's able to crank those out at like a pretty good pace due to the fact that it's all automated, then um on to a winner. So you, you can't you can't kind of leave us in suspense. I feel like if I had the skills you had, I would look at that. So I with my head rate, I look at that and I go, Well, this sounds really cool. This sounds really interesting, really exciting. Like I look at him, I hate him because he's doing things that I can't do. Do you not look at him and think, well, I'll just make a a few multi-million pound businesses just drawing up cartoons and stuff like that because I can. Well, for, well, funnily enough, I was actually having a conversation the other day with somebody who was talking. Um, we were talking about how people are just generating content through AI and making these quick win YouTube channels, essentially. And I think it is a strategy if, for for people to do if they just want to essentially bombard people on YouTube. Um, with I, I don't want to sound insulting but it, it's almost just like mindless um content and just see what what sticks um and i think yeah. to be fair it doesn't even need to be mindless because you could you could get ai to to generate you a news channel um synthesize an ai voice and and essentially you've got a, a news video so but, i've i've got a theory right so that theory is for the next i would say let's say 120 days what's that it's probably an end of the year yeah yeah be the end of the year right i would say this this is a bit of a um golden 120 days so there's there's going to be loads of things people can do from like i think we talked before about like selling canva templates on etsy and all kinds of stuff like that there's things you can do that will very quickly get you naught to five figures in revenue assuming you did that you did it with discipline you did it um consistently um because very quickly this stuff is going to become kind of a lot of this stuff will become valueless because of the amount of automation and stuff that's out there but until systems processes people software and general adopt adoption catches up 
we're in this like really special time where people could have a lot of very productive side hustles if they said, look, stop the fucking bus. I'm having four months of side hustling with nothing but AI, open AI, large language models, trying all the shit that's out there, locking into two or three projects, putting in, let's say, two hours a day on, on a couple of projects. I think you could do very well by the end of the year. Like, um, I've got no doubt at all that you could be having £10,000 months. Like, not a lot of people are doing it at the moment. So, well, I say that more and more people seem to be doing it. And I think it will work for, for a certain amount of time. But I, I question whether people are going to start craving, like, the proper person again. If you see, yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, rather than, like, at the moment, the, it's the personality creates an AI video. And people are happy with that. Um, but when everything becomes an AI video, will they start craving the craving the personality again? And and that's the question that I, that's um, that I'd be asking. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a thing at the moment, right? So like I I agree with you. People will start to crave that. And like it's a bit of a bad example, but you know, crocodile skin handbags and stuff like that. Now they're a bit less um okay to have they cost more money probably and shoes and whatnot so it's like the, the less you can have of this thing and the more kind of um and, and what i mean by that is like human interaction you know um it's becoming less less um easy to obtain if all this automation's going out there now let me put something out there that i think people will find useful so you're what i would call to your face a professional right and so you um, and I may, be, I may be stereotyping, you kind of judge something, you see where it fits, you get your head around it, you know, you implement it in a proper way and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it, it's rather safe, it's rather measured and it's rather predictable. That, that would be how I would think you, you might approach a project. Um, and there's, there's people out there that are making a lot of money and they're the kind of people that I would judge. And then, then when they make a lot of money, I would judge them for having made that money in the wrong way, even though it's perfectly legal. Um, and in the meantime, I'm just busy like focusing on other people. Now, these people are the exact kind of people that would make use of this 120 days because we know this is not going to sustain your career. So prompt engineering, there's going to be people out there helping companies and writing out you know, articles and other things and, and doing training courses, prompt engineering. That's not going to be needed forever. That's one of these things that for these 120 days, if you market yourself exclusively doing a thing, so this might be what's called hustle mentality or maverick or, you know, whatever. But the point is this. Let's assume you set your sights on, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to make it my primary thing. And my minimum target per month is £10,000 a month. <clears throat> Next month, I want a 15. The month after maybe 20. So maybe if I set myself a target that by the end of the year, of these 120 days, I want £50,000 in new revenue that I didn't have prior. But to get that, I, I need to change my mindset. You know, I need to go, I'm going to side hustle in an area that I know works now, but I know it's not sustainable. I know it's not a career. I know it's not long term. And then I'm going to take that £50,000 and I'm going to use it on something that I have balanced and measured and looked at more constructively for a longer term play because i see the two people i see that the people that miss opportunities because they're measured and then i see um the people that jump into opportunities and go a bit tits up long term because they then don't move into something measured they look for the next thing to jump onto 
Um, and that's just gambling. Um, this window, this next 120 days window, I would say there's not been a bigger window for it since the web came in. Yeah, I, I agree that it's, it's, there's a lot of potential out there for people mm -hmm. to make a lot of money. And, and like you said, I, I do agree with the, the statement that there is two types of people. You've got the people like me, say, who will like, I don't know, analyze and see what product I could make, like a sustainable product. And mm. then you, you've got people who are who are happy just shooting ideas and seeing what sticks. And I, and I think um, it, it, that can be a, a real positive to to shoot the ideas out in a, in a scenario like this and in, in this landscape, because you, you can't really plan because it's so new. And I think being able to just shoot those ideas out really is, is a benefit. But I, I think a lot of people aren't necessarily comfortable being like that. And I think that's that's what what the big thing is getting comfortable um I, there's a that term failing fast right you want to yeah, try yeah. and just shoot ideas out and and if if one's failing just let it fail and and start the next one um is it fail fail fast <clears throat> excuse me fail fast fail forward so right we take the learnings from that we move on and we we're moving into this next space the difficulty is like there's there's a bit of a lack of authenticity in that space so it's a bit it's a bit gimmicky but then like and i've always viewed it like that and i've never ran into that space but i'm looking at this thinking i could just clear the decks just do this stuff for 120 days like and then actually find out if it's true because in in four months from now i'd be sitting there with 50 grand and going mm, what feels worse like you know not being not being um, thought of as an authentic or maverick in this brand new space that nobody is, or having that fifty grand going, what should we do next? And and I kind of think there's something a little bit appealing about that. There's something appealing to my the kind of nature I would have had when I was younger, that I'm kind of looking at things and I'm getting a lot of people saying, well, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And typically I would I would steer people away from fads. And um, what you've just identified with this guy is jumping exactly into um, an area where um, there is a potential to benefit for a short amount of time, but you've got to get stuck in. You've got to get stuck in, get committed to it. Um, and obviously, you know, measure measure whether people are getting value from it in the moment. And it doesn't mean it's not a business just because it's not going to be there in six months. <laughs> Good. Right. Um, yeah. So. What else we got? What's happening, Liam? So uh, an interesting one. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on AI.com. Used to take you to the OpenAI ChatGPT. Of course. Is there any other AI? Well, that seems to have been bought by XAI. So going to that now directs you straight to the XAI homepage, you which is an interest, interesting well, As in my mate? As as in your your mate your um your fan what do you call me a fanboy yeah if you're a fanboy what is it um hero I don't know <laughs> your hero <laughs> um yeah so so two seconds musky I'm doing a podcast <laughs> not sure why he's in your bedroom um, I'm not sure why he's musky either <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so. Anyway, it directs you to XAI, uh, which is interesting as to like why why OpenAI sold it. Do they think that like ChatGPT is 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 super strong now and people just go there automatically? Like 
the the AI uh, domain is a, is a strong one, so it mm. obviously holds a lot of value, and it's just interesting to see. I mean, it's all speculation at the moment because nothing's really been released. But so have you checked um, the have you checked the the registry to see actually who bought it or sold it? Like, w- was it definitely sold? Because obviously, at the very beginning, well, Elon you think Musk it was sniped. No, at the beginning, Elon Musk had an interest in OpenAI, so right. he may have owned the asset and give them use of it. Ah, I don't actually know whether the the um, the owners changed on it. Speaking of um, short, like two and three letter word organisations that are solving the world's problems, I've got one for you. I've just heard a snippet of this, and I just think it's interesting. So, brain pattern monitoring. Obviously, expand. Right. Okay, you understand, right? So I've I've only heard half this story. So I think it was on um I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast, um and he mentioned that there was a an article or a video put out by the World Economic Forum, um and they were discussing brain pattern monitor- monitoring and the the um example that was given was a lady talking about reviewing the results of somebody's brain pattern um, in the workplace, you know, working out, you know, your sales have been good, your attendance has been good, your kind of brain pattern has been good, so therefore we'll give you a bonus. As if that's not kind of weird enough, she then goes on to talk about the fact that um, they were able to detect um, whether somebody had um, amorous feelings for a colleague in the workplace and, and just the thought of wearing some kind of earbud that was um, reminding you to stay focused and that somebody is not only tracking your screen time and your phone time and your toilet time and your emails, but also now your thoughts and your thought patterns. I mean, that's, that's pretty that's pretty rough, right? I mean, where, where are we going to stop with this? What's your thoughts on it? I don't know. Interestingly, I could see um, Match.com doing a lot of... Uh business deals with people selling the brain data and, and getting these in in work um romances going i mean it's 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 an interesting one uh because there's a, obviously there's the there's a few things where people aren't happy with being monitored um and in in this circumstance it, they they may not like it but there there is some some upside to this so say for example um if you were in some sort of sports performance field or things like that, it could be really beneficial to to be able to see how you can yeah. optimize your own workflow. It'd be interesting if the if the data was exposed to the the employee, if they could almost game the system in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And Use- and indirectly by gaming the system, they're actually making themselves more efficient. Mm. So use it to improve themselves rather than just to like, you know, manage and monitor and control would be would be a good thing. I am. I I think that's actually really interesting. I didn't I didn't think about it in that way before, but it's um the whole idea of monitoring now, right? Sounds pretty scary because it is. I mean, it's like who the hell has got my data? What are they going to do with it? You know, six years from now, am I going to be grim- guilty of a criminal record for a crime that didn't exist back then because I, I don't know, I called my my dad my dad and now he's my mum or something. And so it's <laughs> Liam sitting there going, oh, fuck, mate, I've got to cut that out. Um, but it's, it, it is interesting. So 
like I really like getting data on myself. Like I eat this thing, it makes me feel like this. I feel like this two hours later, or I I, I drink this drink, and you know I have less brain fog, or I I do this activity, or I try and work out this thing, or this is what makes me sleep or not sleep, or uh, this is the the right set of actions to do before bedtime for example so like i'm really strict with my sleep discipline to to stick to my sleep routine and so data for me is super interesting and i think it is for everybody like it's like it's your life's journey learning about yourself but i think where we need to differentiate this is not that access to data and even the monitoring is scary and bad it's the having to do it and um somebody else controlling what is effectively your data right yeah i think that's the thing i mean look at how many people wear a fitbit right and that's essentially tracking data all the time now if you said to somebody health insurance companies make you wear them well i mean that's that's one of the things and people will hand over their fitness data to say a health insurance company because they're getting cheaper insurance premiums now would you hand over your sleep data to your employee uh not employee, employer um so they could go oh well you didn't get a good night's sleep last night so you your performance is down um we don't think that you performed optimally today so that's when it when it comes in so i think there's like in some some cases so the the brainwave monitoring if it, it all depends on who's in charge of the data but then i i guess there's the coercion story, of um like yeah, if you, if you can just be coerced into giving it across to your um, employer, then it's it, it could get into a pretty murky, murky water. Yeah, I think all individual data should permanently be owned by yourself unless you've done some kind of deal or sell it or rent it or something. Everyone should by default have data sovereignty. And you know what? That would be a good topic for a future show, getting like some data experts on and um, talking about some of the things they've been involved in and what's gone where and why, but what the upside is. And because um, we do pay a very high price for free and efficient stuff, don't we? Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things where people are willing to pay for the trade-off. I mean, people knowing how much cardio exercise I've done for the case of a cheaper life insurance premium. You're happy with, with that. And I think it's... Oh, it's... yours went cheaper. <laughs> um i think it's the the cases where people don't quite understand the trade-off but mm. like you said it's I, I don't know maybe there just needs to be more educational pieces around what your data is actually worth yeah actually 3 30 this morning i prepared my dinner so we prepared all the veg the chicken you don't eat you don't eat meat do you not you just a no veggie what, what do you eat what's a typical meal look like for you um so i've got i've got super um like well not super raw but I, i've like totally cut out ultra processed from my diet at the moment so it's usually <laughs> a curry i mean a lot of curries at the moment nice it's is quite good um i do i mean i do yeah, eat, I, say. Eat, <laughs> I do eat some pastas um and we've started to eat like freshly baked bread instead of like the the store-bought sandwich breads and that's that's another thing i just reminded me of, of you've made yourself your your meal in your slow cooker i'm guessing yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but we've we've just started to use the bread maker so oh, nice yeah is, so is like, it ai bread maker or well, unf well unfortunately it was like a hand-me-down of a friend 
Um, so it's it's your standard bread maker, but maybe I need to buy an AI one. So it, it I don't know, maybe it knows what bread I like. It's time to play Hit or Hype. Go on. Uh, my theory is that this is bigger than you realise. So before before we're going to be hit or hyping these devices and other things, we need to work out, is this section of the podcast going to be hit or hype? I mean, I, 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 I've, I've lost many an hour's sleep over this, and I thought, you know what? I can see people just tuning in for this. So it, it feels very, very uh, ahead of its time. So I can't wait to find out what you've got for us today. Oh well, I've got some exciting ones today. So <laughs> I... <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to top so AI sl- porn. <laughs> Your sleepless nights weren't in vain. Um, uh, obviously, the the first one, um, uh, an AI porn topper, um, AI compliance management. Oh wow! I mean, it has the same <laughs> same kind of effect for sure. So okay. So basically. It's an AI tool called Credo AI. Credo, and it's how, how we spell Credo. C R E D O. Okay. If you'd imagine. And it's an, a, an AI compliance management tool. And their strap line is keeping humans in control of AI. Keeping humans in control of AI. Yeah. So basically, what, what they do is they provide a bit of software where you're able to register all of your AI tools and it'll track different compliances within that. So um, provide you with like risk assessments uh, against different metrics. So like regulatory risk, operational risk, uh, reputational risk. You can. is, Is this like some futuristic government tool to crack down on bad people? Um. Well, I guess in a way it it's to stop. So I, I can see in the in the coming days, a lot of companies are going to rush to integrate AI into their flow without considering what are the impacts um, that they might have. So, for example, uh, chat models having hallucinations and things like that and giving out bad information. So right. this bit of software will assess the risk that these um these ai tools being integrated into the company will will introduce and you can you can set up policies and and reviewers and generate reports feels very uh feels very quick that doesn't it like so this chat gpt came out and we thought oh i wonder if it would be able to answer a question and then not only can it answer a question it can run your whole life and now as quickly as that's come out we've got a, a system that's come out to manage your safety the way your business and and your colleagues integrate or or work with these tools to like give it i guess some governance and and uh it doesn't feel very quick doesn't it feel like vaccine speed to market yeah i guess i guess it's one of those um things though where people notice if something's going to be big it's going to be regulated and i think i think they've just capitalized on that sort of massively yeah fair um, play to them it's trend i guess if if you were to predict that ai was going to be big say a year ago you could already start developing the the tools for that um i mean when looking at the product it looks very slick and it looks like it's going to get a lot of interest from from Mm. people uh, especially big companies who who were scared to have that 
risk in, introduced into their system, but are required to introduce yeah. it. I mean, it's they can't afford to not introduce AI into their workflows, um, but at the same time, they can't afford to have the risk. And I think a tool like this is is quite nice for them to have, and it, it shows to the regulators um, when they when they exist what they are actually doing. I guess for like ISO yeah. standards and stuff like that, they're able to track it. I think definitely there's you know there's a need for something that can do all this stuff. I guess my my thing that's jumping out at me, I'm thinking, would it be like um, you know, do, would it actually work well? Would it be functional? Would it slow things down? Would it be like another corporate hurdle, a jump over type of thing? Um, given the speed of which it it's come out, but yeah, I mean it's it's an absolute no brainer. I mean it's a wild west out there. Some people are going to get burned, really badly burned. You know um deliberately or accidentally um so yeah i mean it's it's definitely necessary um so based on that um it's not exciting but it's necessary i for me i think that would be a hit yeah i i i would go with you that it's going to be a hit. that was my my thoughts it's not exciting but i could see it changing or or essentially being the, like the standard for or what's required by large companies. Yeah. Do you know? Okay. Do you know? Do you know what else isn't exciting? <laughs> Life insurance, but you're kind of glad you've got it. You know, when you need it. So um, I, I think it's it's definitely yeah, it's definitely necessary. Okay, so onto our next um, hit or hype item, uh, we've got something called cohesive AI, and basically it's a content creator that sits on top of various other AI tools. So like chat GPT, for example, and, and some of the other like image generation ones, and basically provides more tools, a, a tool section um, to people in a very nice and user-friendly way. So say, for example, you're a blogger, you could use this service to help create blog articles. You could be a a writer and you want to write some more paragraphs for your book that helps you write paragraphs. Um, interestingly, they provide tools to be able to like create audiobooks and stuff using AI voices. So there's quite nice things there. So is is this like um so what's the difference between this and like you know chat GPT or Dali or something like um is this so I guess it, it saves the user from having to learn how to prompt so become a prompt engineer. It's um you got 120 it's like, days. It's like an, a nice user interface for them to to create. So say say my mum, for example, wanted to create some ads on Facebook for her business. Mm -hmm. She might not know how to prompt GPT to get the best uh, ads out there, whereas this is sort of already primed and you just type in what you want and it oh, might right, generate okay. some ad copy like it's, it's essentially just pride providing tools on top of all of these other tools and to somebody who's well versed in the in the base tools it, you, you could say oh why can't i just do that but i think from what i've seen it provides a layer that's a bit nicer for people to use so when, when you say layer is this so is this a single place that people can go like a piece of software or a website or something they go and they've just got all these different options for all the kind of stuff they could do with AI in terms of their creativity and their needs. Um, it's like it's, it's all in it's, one place. Essentially, yeah. So it's it's all in one place. Um, and 
like the the suggestions are there so you, you'd essentially click i don't know ad maker or oh, nice. blog writer sounds, good. sounds sounds good have you used it i have not had a chance to use it yet um but i can see myself using it actually like i was going to give it a try they do have a free uh version to to try out and you get a certain number of free generations and and using the free version it's it restricts the model um of say chat gpt so you use the 3.5 model whereas i think when you pay you get access oh, to say the the four uh, gpt4 nice. but it still provides um still provides that functionality and you get to test it out okay so so hypothetically speaking or pending pending your review shall we say i'd like to give this a a provisional hit because i think there's a lot of noise out there the ai world is a bird's nest and if i literally have just got hold of somebody that's been living under a rock as i let let me talk to you about ai you get in front of that do what you need to do i think that'd be a very useful thing certainly in the next 120 days till people get up to speed um so i think that's a hit provisional of course um finding out from you whether it was good whether it was easy to use and i don't think it's going to be a hit long term necessarily unless they find a way to differentiate if they're packaging other people's stuff yeah exactly what i was thinking the hit at the moment but just putting an easy layer on top of other tools i think a lot of people are going to start doing that and then it, it, they might other people might not cater to all the different types of things that they cater to but i mean if you're only writing blogs and final hit or hype and and this is this is my favorite one the cherry on the cake the oral b genius <laughs> electric toothbrush powered by ai okay i'll, I'll say again <laughs> no no i'm just that was part of my gig fuck's sake i'm like talking like oh that's we need a safe word <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely staying in pineapple sorry so this one's my favorite the oral b genius toothbrush uh, powered by ai the oral b genius toothbrush can we just like take a yep. minute to like have a shout out to anything in the world that hasn't yet stuck fucking ai on a product name like <laughs> what a toothbrush yeah it's um it's applied for its mensa membership already <laughs> uh... <laughs> they're not gonna get in unless they pay the 49 pounds um yeah so basically this um ai toothbrush uh is yeah powered by ai tracks <laughs> where you brush that on the electric uh yeah well i don't know if it optimizes battery profile but um <laughs> wow. uh, tracks gum pressure control uh it recognizes your brushing style and removes up to 100 percent more plaque than a normal manual toothbrush uh, and it lets you know when you've missed a spot do, now, do you know what i'd be worried about in that so i'd look back over my data and I'd go brushing style drunk can't be bothered you know, is is this the kind of thing it recognises in your in your brushing style? Um, potentially, I, I'm I'm curious as to what other than back and forwards a brushing style is, but um, maybe, maybe people have like crazy brushing styles I don't know about. So, 
See, I'm I'm genuinely perplexed about this one because the. I really, I really want AI things to work. I want everything to work with AI. I want it all to sing together and dance together. I want it all to be safe and wonderful for people. But come on, toothbrush. I mean, I remember, I remember I bought my um, my boy a toothbrush that used to play a tune while he would sing, while, while he would brush his teeth. And, and that was like so futuristic, so amazing. His mum told me at the time, this is gimmicky, it's rubbish, it's going in the bin. But I was like, no, no, we need it. We need it. It takes batteries. We need it. It's good. Um, it's like a thing. It's tech. Um, well, so I, I was I was a bit confused by the toothbrush, but after reading the reviews, I think like the reviews are the things that stand out to me. I know the reviews oh. were obviously filtered on the Oral-B website, but uh, we've got a review such as this toothbrush is a total game changer. 30 years on this planet and only just found out that I haven't been brushing my teeth properly made a huge difference to my oral hygiene. Wow, so, do not put that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> people, people be asking, when when did you buy the toothbrush then? Um, so all of this for £200, what do you think? So it it understands your gum pressure, your brushing, brushing pattern. Um, no, no, sorry. I mean, for me, this is this is a step too far. Like, this is like having a, I don't know, a, a, like a, a hair styling tracker. But you you didn't do your hair yesterday, and um, we realised that's you know it's a little bit out of sync. And it's just like there's got to be a point where you don't need a machine to run your body. I, I don't know. I think this is a step too far. Like, what does it even do? What's the value? Well, when was the last time you saw a toothbrushing consultant? You don't know well, what you don't know. <laughs> oh, mate, last last time I went to a dentist, he charged me, God knows, 100 and odd quid. I wasn't even in there for like 10 seconds. I had toothache or something. I spoke to him about what I'd done or where I thought the toothache was coming from. Didn't even open my mouth. And I I, I went back to reception just to get raped. And and I was like, he didn't even open my mouth and poke around or anything. He just told me that what I told him was the thing that it was. And I just was like, stick some fucking metal in my mouth. Like an AI toothbrush wouldn't have treated me like this. <laughs> no, it's a, for me, it's a no. It's a no, I'm afraid. That one in the bin. What, what about you? I, I I think it's hype. There's no way I paid two hundred pounds for a toothbrush. Um, uh, I've got hand, I've got hand me down bread maker. Uh, right, I've got a question for you before we go any further. Right, really important question. Yeah, I've also got a question for you as well. Go on. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Do you want to re re <laughs> this this bit will need to be cut. Um, but do you do you want to re-record the bit that you say you get ripped? <laughs> <laughs> no. do you do you want me to i don't know i just rape like, as in as in they take a lot of money off no, you didn't I, even I, I, my mouth i understand i understand what it means i just don't know whether it's uh i i oh, like that I, I don't know if we're making life harder like where do we go back to where do you want to record from no 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 yeah i was just whether you want to just record because you just said oh and then i go downstairs to the reception desk and get raped yeah, i you uh, take like 100 odd quid for no no i, I understand i understand i i think it's funny but like um I, the other day I, i'll give you a funny story i was like it says is this an explicit podcast and i was like 
Yes, no, yes, no. And then I was like, actually, dancer swears all the time, yes. <laughs> well, right, this is the, and this is my feedback for that, right? Because I know I swore the other day and I was conscious of it. And then today when I listened to our podcast, I seen it had the explicit rating. And so I thought, okay, that must be, he must have decided to do the whole PBD podcast thing, you know, just speak and just flow with emotional um, <laughs> vocabulary. But I'm happy to... to... No, no, that, that's fine. Right, Liam, before we go any further, I've got a question for you. Um, and you might find that I keep coming back with these kind of things. You keep saying things that I don't understand. So I'm going to ask you what the hell it means. Cardio. <laughs> I'm only joking. Right, you said earlier the AI or the chat GPT had a hallucination. Okay, so hallucination in terms of like a large language model is where the where the output is not right in a way so um is this like the 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 senator that was in america the other day doing a press conference and you know he was probably programmed with things to say and then he just went (laughs) didn't know where he was and they had to (laughs) cart him off do you know what i mean um i haven't seen that but it it sounds sounds about right literally just not there he was like mitch mcconnell Oh, I've heard that guy. Like, he literally, like, he just looks at everyone and they're saying, have you, have you got anything else to say to the press? He's in a press conference. And he's, like, looking at the guy like he's weird and they walk him off. And um, everyone's going online, oh, someone's pressed reset accidentally. <laughs> Hallucination is like a blip in the software where it loses its mind, is it? No, it's it's incorrect output. So if if I said to say um, GPT, I said, "Oh, tell me about chickens," and then it said, "Chickens, <laughs> chickens have four legs and run around the savanna." You say, "No, not Norfolk chickens, normal chickens." <laughs> yeah, but normal chickens. But the information is wrong. It's just all oh, right. It's, it's misaligning the data. Yeah, it's predicted the wrong thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's nothing special. Would that be hard to clear up or would it would it clear up quite easily because you're not accepting of those answers and it starts to push out less of the wrong ones because it recognises they're not as acceptable? I guess it depends on the model, right? Because you could you could say as the model gets bigger, it should be more accurate. But mm. then depending on the way that it works, it could be more inaccurate because it, it, it could be not pulling the right data together. But then it should correct quicker in theory. In theory, yeah, yeah. It all depends on 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 the model itself, right, and how how it's uh, designed. Hey guys, it's just Dan. So I can't wait to tell you about a new segment we've got coming to the show from next week. It's called Mind the Gap. So the idea behind Mind the Gap is to address some of the issues that people are finding with the the new scary tech AI stuff that is coming into all of our lives. The idea is that we take scenarios that we're given each week and we apply our professional skill set. So I'm a strategist and, and Liam is a tech guru. And between us, we'll come up with a plan that can help whoever this person is to embrace AI, maybe in their business, their life, their home, their workplace, embrace AI 
and also a little bit of a life plan, a little bit of a strategic plan just to get them to that better place. So the idea is we're going to kind of uh, pimp your profit or pimp your process or something like that. We're going to be given uh, any kind of uh, problem to solve. Now, I shouldn't say any kind of problem because the first one we were actually being given is for a lady called Rachel. She's 26. So Rachel is an actress or a part-time actress. <laughs> she says here, I'm good, but I'm not good enough to pay the bills. So um, to pay the bills, Rachel works as a barista in a coffee shop. It says here she runs a local amateur dramatics society. Uh, I think that's a theatre school, but it doesn't make any money. It just covers its overheads. She wants to do acting full time. Obviously, she doesn't want to uh, make less money than she does now. And she would like a little bit of her time back. Um, she's asked the question, what has a I got to do with me? She's also put in brackets, I'm up for anything. So obviously I'll take that with a pinch of salt but what we're going to do we're going to take this scenario and we're going to take this real world scenario of a lady trying to implement uh, the next generation of technology into her life and seeing what we can do to help her mind the gap so I'm hoping we can put an interesting spin on it it is a bit of an interesting situation the key things I'm going to be looking at is um, how many hours is she um, working or doing theatre stuff or acting stuff at the moment so whatever we propose needs to be less than that so she gets a little bit of time back we need to make sure she at least makes the money she's got now and that she can do the things that she wants to do full-time which is acting so we need to think a little bit cleverly about that because obviously we're not casting directors um but where there's a will, there's a way. It says she's got bad bags of enthusiasm. She's up for anything. Um, so we'll try and put together a little bit of a life plan um, and help Rachel mind the gap. Now, we're going to find over the coming months, everybody from lawyers to bricklayers to admin assistants to everybody, strategists even, um, are all going to be at the mercy of AI. And this gap is going to get bigger and bigger in terms of people needing to mind the gap. So whilst we can't tackle everything for everybody, what we're going to do rather than give general advice at the end, we're going to take an actual scenario. So if you want to be the next one, maybe you're a, I don't know, a greengrocer or a bike salesman, or or maybe you um, maybe you're in the army at the moment and you're looking to come out, whatever your situation is, it's not just about you know how we can push AI into your life, but obviously everything in the future is going to have a little bit of AI in it. We're going to literally help people mind the gap and get them on that uh, growth roadmap so that people can see, despite it being scary and despite it involving change, it is going to be possible and it could be exciting. And if you're one of these that are proactive and you say, look, where do I want to be in six months? Where do I want to be in 12 months? and you get on and you plan and you do it and you check things out before you're in a position where you know your back's against the wall then it could be quite a uh, fun time fun if you like uh, anxiety but it could be quite a fun time but what you will have is more choice than when you get the big swathes of thousands if not millions of people that are all looking to kind of mind that gap and move careers and move into different types of working arrangements um, all at the same time. Obviously, by looking now at your forward plan, you're in a position to say, if I was to plan from now, 
what would I want? What would it need to look like? Do I want uh, flexible time? Do I want more money? Do I want more time? Do I want to include certain things? Do I want to exclude certain things? And we can see how we can plan for that and how we can put our clever heads on uh, and give you a bit of professional guidance along the way. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. We're just finding our feet. It's going to be a little bit bitty. Sometimes it's a bit rambly. Um, and other times you may find we've not covered all the bases. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to get more structured. We're taking feedback, what you like, what you don't like. And of course, we're learning as we go along. So there's probably a little bit of a mixture of nerves and uh, trying to uh, overcompensate for everything. So please do bear with us. But your feedback is super important. After all, we're on this journey together and uh, we would really, really appreciate the encouragement and also the, the pointers. Um, that's the pod for this week and please tune in next week in the meantime if you can't wait then you can jump on our website at <laughs> link below you can jump on our it's ai aievolutionpod.com um, you can jump on our website sign up for a newsletter there you'll also find a place where you'll be able to uh, mind the gap uh, or suggest a scenario for us to analyze for mind the gap um, but for now, thank you for listening. And we really, really appreciate your uh, support on this journey. Don't forget to subscribe.